You're listening to the Professional Goddess Podcast, a place for sluts who like to make money. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess. On my show, we embrace the uncensored stories of being a self-made slutpreneur. As a stripper turned CEO, I reveal all my juicy trade secrets and share interviews with other female bosses who capitalize on their entire existence. From breaking stigmas in the female business world to challenging norms in the adult industry, we'll tackle it all in six inch stilettos, of course. Now it's time to dive deep into the journey of self-empowerment, owning our sexuality, and by each episode, we will earn our PhDs in CE Hoetry. I'm honored to have you here, and it's my privilege to kickstart the show. Today's episode is all about staying financially savvy in a time of inflation. For those in the adult industry, economic shifts can present unique challenges, but fear not, entrepreneurs, we've got strategies to help you weather this fucking storm. Inflation can hit everyone's pockets, but in a dynamic industry like adult entertainment or if you're just a hustler working from home, it's all about staying resilient, queen. So let's dive into ways to save money amidst rising costs. So my first tip is to leverage technology wisely. Embrace the digital platforms for marketing, outreach, and sales. Social media, streaming services, and targeted advertising can be cost-effective ways to reach your audience. I have always been the one to just kind of smirk a little bit when people complain about marketing on social media, but I think I was very fortunate at the beginning when there, you know, the algorithm didn't even really exist and it was so much easier to reach your audience. But I still got to say, some of y'all spoiled and you don't realize this is free. Out in the real world, you have to pay for billboards, pay for advertisements in, in newspapers. So even though you're fighting against an algorithm, you still have an opportunity to sit on the couch and post on social media for absolutely free. And you know, my second tip to that is if one platform isn't working, try another. My knife company has been non-existent on Instagram and our TikTok has taken off. TikTok's uh, TOS has lessened a little bit and Instagram's has tightened up a little bit. So I'm just shifting with the tides. So leverage technology and you never know. You might just hate Facebook, but if you love your business, you'll give Facebook a chance. My next tip is all about strategic cost cutting. Now, this could be a whole episode in itself, so I'm going to try to get through these quickly, but I know you got your notebook, so write these down. So evaluating expenses ruthlessly. These are non-essential costs that you can trim without sacrificing your quality of life. So whether it's production equipment, studio space, travel, find areas to optimize. So I'm going to give you a few examples because 
And during a recession, it's wise to review and cut non-essential costs to weather the financial storm. So here are some expenses you might consider cutting. Subscription services. So your entertainment, streaming, subscription boxes that you can live without and reducing to basic plans. I know y'all don't need those Ipsy bags. I'm just saying half that stuff is expired anyways. You have enough makeup, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry to burst your bubble. But also reducing some of these streaming services. The other day, I think Black Friday, uh, Hulu was doing a 99 cent a month for for a year subscription, I think. So I don't think I could do it because I was already subscribed, but I went to cancel my basic subscription. And as I was canceling, they were like, we'll give it to you $2.99 a month for six months. And I was like, oh, so I'll get the same exact service at half the cost. Okay. So sometimes just going into services and hitting cancel, they will provide you with a discount. But A lot of us are hesitant to stop our Spotify or our SiriusXM, but you'd be very surprised listening to the radio isn't all that bad. And even if you just do it for a short time and then reevaluate in six months, I promise you in that six months, you will have found something else that makes you just as happy at a fraction of the cost. Okay, dining out and entertainment. This one can be hard for me because I love dressing up and getting out the house because I am always in the house, but limit eating out or going to movies, concerts, or other costly entertainment options, cooking at home, and honestly exploring free or low-cost activities can save a lot. So even if you put your coffee in a little to-go cup, go to the park with a book, excuse me that is completely free and highly recommended now gym memberships unused subscriptions if you're not actively ah, words are hard for this mouth if you're not actively using them consider pausing or canceling gym memberships or subscriptions to apps or services i would Go through your bank statements, see what is auto-drafting that you don't even think about. And, you know, I'm not a gym girly, so I don't want to speak for the gym girlies, but I love going in my garage, turning on the heat, putting on an hour YouTube workout for absolutely free. I just know some y'all gym memberships are high, but if that is the only reason you will get out and get to the gym That might be a do or die, but health is wealth, baby. Just pick and choose your battles, okay? Next is transportation costs. Evaluate commuting expenses. Can you carpool, use public transportation, or work from home to reduce fuel and maintenance maintenance costs? Travel expenses. Non-essential travel might need to be cut back. And I'm telling myself this one too. Opt for staycations or explore local destinations that are budget friendly. So what I did on my last trip was I actively chose Airbnbs that were tiny homes, smaller, 
you know, around the hundred a night budget, I decided to take my dog so I didn't have to pay someone to stay in the house with them, which can cost up to, you know, a hundred dollars a day for a really good dog sitter. Next is unused or luxury services. Review services like cleaning, landscaping, or other hired help that might not be necessary during tighter financial times. Get out there, pull them weeds yourself, dust your own house. It's just an easy thing to cut in hindsight. Clothing and non-essential shopping. For the girlies with the shopping addictions, limit unnecessary purchases. This can significantly impact your budget. Consider buying only what's essential. And y'all know I love thrift shopping. So if you just have the bug and you have got to flip through clothes, try stuff on, get that dopamine, go to Goodwill. There's designer stuff there. I promise you. You just got to find it and clean it. (laughs) But thrifting has saved like my shopping. I don't even have a, a I don't know. I'm talking in circles because I don't want to be like, I don't have a shopping problem, but I have a thrift shopping problem. (laughs) But it's recycling clothes. It's saving the planet. I don't know. All the things. Next is utilities and energy usage. Be mindful of electricity, water, and gas usage at home. Simply make some changes by turning off the fucking lights when you're not using them. Unplugging electronics or adjusting the thermostat can really lead to savings, especially if you have some of those smart thermostats. Have it like cut off the air, the heat before you wake up in the morning and sometimes that can actually help you wake up if your heat's on in the night and it cuts off at 6 or 7 a.m you're gonna wake up a little chilly you're gonna be like oh it's time to wake up bitch what's next um debt payments and beyond minimums the debt word scares me because last year i literally was googling like what happens if i file for bankruptcy (laughs) hee hee Focus on paying the minimum on debts while redirecting extra funds towards building an emergency fund or essential expenses. Now, I'm not a scientist or mathematician, so take my advice here lightly, but I recently had a chunk of debt on my American Express. Let's say it was ten or fifteen thousand dollars and I actually went with I think Citibank and I don't know the terminology you guys but I did a transfer of all that debt from American Express to Citi and the what rate is it called oh my god don't laugh at me it's the interest rate so the interest rate on the American Express was really high like in the 20 percents and City brought it down to like 12.9%. So I was saving so much money every month because I was paying the minimum, but now the interest I was paying on top was a lot less. So I was saving money. Now you have to look at the details when you do these funds transfers to different credit accounts because sometimes they only give you that interest rate for 12 months, 24 months before they hike it back up. But by that time, you can look into other banks that 
you can transfer again. Now, my other suggestion to look into is when you do the transfer, sometimes they charge you a small percentage of what you're transferring. So that $15,000 of debt, they might charge you 1% of that total amount to actually transfer it over. So you could end up paying a few hundred, excuse me, a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever they're, depending on how much debt you have. So you have to keep that in mind and put into your calculations and say, well, over the two years it takes to pay this off, let me add that little transfer fee and see if this is a good decision for me to make or not. Look into refinancing your car payment. See if there's another lender that will lower the interest rate there. Shop around for new car insurance. See if there's someone out there that will beat the rate you currently have, and I promise you there probably will be. Moving to unused memberships or subscriptions. I know this kind of goes back to when we were talking about gym memberships, but review any like club memberships or yearly subscription services that you don't actively use and consider canceling them. This was a big one for my businesses. I started just doing monthly payments for apps and subscriptions we used versus the yearly because I find myself just completely canceling services midway through and you know, they always get me with that yearly discount that you save. But if you're not even going to use it for a year, just keep doing it month to month. So during a recession, inflation, prioritizing essential expenses and cutting back on non-essentials can help you build a stronger financial buffer. It's also a good time to negotiate with service providers, creditors like we talked about for better rates and payment pan, plan, 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 payment plans. Wow. Didn't know that word could be that difficult. (laughs) I hope you guys are laughing with me. It's hard when I'm batch recording episodes. Sometimes like my mouth literally stops working. But remember, the goal is to ensure you have enough to cover necessities and emergencies while adapting to economic challenges. Is it economic or economic? I don't know. Negotiating with service providers. I haven't done this in a while, but I'm always curious if you call your uh, like Wi-Fi provider or something like that, like what you can do there to save or looking into more energy efficient things in your home, like the washer and dryer and things like that. I know I'm in store for a a new HVAC unit. I know. Fuck me. So I'm definitely going to go for the one that's more energy efficient. All right. I have three more strong notes of advice here. So next is diversifying revenue streams. I want you to explore supplementary income avenues within your industry or maybe a new industry. Offer merchandise, memberships, or personalized experiences. Diversification can buffer against inflation's impact. Y'all, it is bizarre to me. My eggs are in so many e-commerce baskets. (laughs) And some months I am so surprised when something does way better than like my OnlyFans or something. I mean, I think the OnlyFans ship is just tanking in general unless you are super, super niche. But 
diversify, you know, there's things like YouTube and podcasts that take years to finally see income. But if you have the time, it's like, would you rather start now and be making bank in 2027 or would you rather start later and it's going to come to fruition in 2030 you know taking baby steps up new ladders is really important but also being patient is so much more important all right negotiating smartly as prices rise negotiate contracts and agreements seek better terms with suppliers distributors or service providers Every penny saved contributes to financial stability. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is great for my business owners who are in wholesale. You know, see if you can get an extra 10% off. See if you can reach a threshold to get free shipping. It never hurts to ask. The worst that'll happen is that they'll say no. And last, but definitely not least, invest wisely. Consider long-term investments that hedge against inflation, whether it's real estate, cryptocurrency, stocks. Explore options that align with your risk tolerance and goals. So so I did a little Googling about investing in your 20s and how this can lay a strong foundation for financial security. And this is just me assuming that my 30s girlies have already started some investments, but I'm not going to lie. I just became a 30-year-old lady and I started my Roth IRA last year. So I'm going to roll through these, do your research. I am not a CPA. I'm not a financial advisor, but as someone who didn't go to college and daddy didn't help her with this, I became my own daddy. So research this stuff, really crucial and critical if you are wanting to invest in your future. So one, start with retirement savings. Consider contributing to a 401k or an IRA, individual retirement account, Take advantage of employer matches in a 401k and the tax benefits of IRAs. Two, diversify with index funds or ETFs. These can provide broad exposure to the market, reducing risk compared to investing in individual stocks. They're also cost-effective due to lower fees. Three, Educate yourself. Learn about different investment vehicles like stocks, bonds, real estate, and cryptocurrencies. Knowledge is your best asset when making investment decisions. Four, consider a Roth IRA. Contributions are made after tax, allowing tax-free withdrawals in retirement. And in your 20s, your tax bracket might be lower than it will be later, so making this is a potentially advantageous choice. Five, Invest in yourself. Consider education or certificates. There's tons of free stuff online you can do that can boost your earning potential. This might mean courses, degrees, or skills development that can increase your income over time. Six, emergency fund. Before heavy investing, ensure you have an emergency fund covering three to six months of living expenses. It acts as a safety net and prevents you from tapping into investments during unexpected expenses. And you will sleep so much better at night. Seven, real estate crowdfunding or REITs. 
If interested in real estate but lacking funds for a property purchase, consider real estate crowdfunding platforms or real estate investment trusts. Eight, avoid debt. Prioritize paying off high interest debts, especially credit card debt, before investing. The interest rates on debt often exceed potential investment returns. Nine, take calculated risks. While diversification is key, being young allows for a higher tolerance for risk. Consider investing in higher risk assets with the potential for higher returns. And 10, mind your expenses. Your ability to save is just as critical and crucial as your ability to invest. Keep expenses in check and have more funds available for investments. And remember, sluts, investing is a long game. Starting early and staying consistent can yield significant returns over time. It's essential to assess your risk tolerance, do thorough research, and consider seeking advice from a financial advisor before making any investment opportunities. So my entrepreneurs, my sluts, adaptability is key. Inflation might alter the financial landscape, but with smart strategies, you can navigate these challenges and potentially find an opportunity. All right, that is all for today, sluts. That's a wrap. Stay resilient, stay savvy, and join me next week for more insights into the life of a professional goddess. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Professional Goddess Podcast. If you want to keep the show going and growing, make sure to leave a five-star review. Shop my merch and eBooks at professionalgoddess.com. Make sure to use code SLUT at checkout for a little surprise. My book, Slutpreneur Secrets, is now available on Amazon. Have a question, episode request, or want to be a guest on the show? Email my team via management at professionalgoddess.com. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, subscribe to my premium content on OnlyFans at professionalslut.com. All these links and other socials will be in the show notes of the episode. But most importantly, thank you for subscribing to the show and I will talk to you next week. Bye, sluts.